Welcome to the One Signal Podcast, where we aim to educate listeners on product industry and best practices to build excellent customer engagement practice. This is your host, Josh Wetzel. We've got a great guest today for you, Julia Poppy, product marketing manager here at One Signal. He's here to discuss top product releases and advancements this past year and just have a roundup for the audience. We appreciate you joining us today, Julia. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Always a pleasure. So it's been a year. I think it was like the week of the holiday or the week before the holiday. In fact, if I recall, you were in a place where it was really cold. The heat had just gone off or broken. Yeah, I was in Kansas in a very old house and the heat had gone off. And so a very different climate than sunny Oakland today. <laughs> okay. The purpose of this is really just to give us a sense of what's new and how that impacts prospective or existing users of the platform. So why don't we kick it off? Yeah, definitely. I think looking back at the year, there are a few themes that really stand out to me. First, and one we definitely talk a lot about internally, is this idea of making it really easy for people to add email to their mobile channels in one signal. So this could be starting to send email for the first time or migrating from another email provider Because I know what we hear from customers and from the market is that really the future is this unified communication layer, the most kind of future-proofed messaging strategies being able to orchestrate across channels all in one spot. So we've really made investments in seamless onboarding, being able to just click through some screens in the dashboard rather than having to go back and forth with a lot of different individuals. We also have some features coming up, hopefully by the end of this year, that will make warming up a new email domain basically as easy as one click. Yeah, that's definitely one big theme is this kind of simplifying email setup and migration. That's great. Another theme is data. I don't think this is like anything new to the space at all. Obviously, data is like the lifeblood of marketing organizations, but... We've really focused on making it easy to integrate OneSignal into your tech stack. So obviously, we offer several ways to analyze your engagement data within our platform. But we also wanted to make it really easy to access your data in other places too, because we know we're not like the only tool you're using across your tech stack. So things like user model, which is this really exciting kind of evolution of how we handle and frame data in one signal, a snowflake integration, which is really exciting, adding webhooks to journeys, really just adding kind of a suite of tools to make it easier to track, understand, and share your data. And then a few others are continuing to advance journeys, strengthening our automated messaging capabilities. Again, this kind of goes with that email piece of people want to orchestrate across channels. They want to automate these sequences. And again, just making that as easy as possible. Saw some exciting industry developments with Apple embracing web technology and launching support for web push on iOS and iPad OS. So it was great to see that advancement. And then also last but certainly not least is we power over a million businesses and we take that really seriously and continuing to invest in our privacy and security, getting SOC 2 Type 2 certified, HIPAA compliant, adding SSO support. Yeah, those are the top themes that came to mind when I was thinking about 2023. Great. Let's go a little bit deeper on the orchestration components. You covered on three themes there, which was 
making it easier for people to add email and incorporate it into ultimately customer journeys, whether that be an onboarding journey, whether that be in re-engagement, whatever those customer reflection points are. You talked about data. So making it easier for people to bring data in, but specifically also to push it out, which I think is, is critical for the orchestration and understanding the impact that the orchestration is happening. Let's talk a little bit about those two specific things. How do you see that playing out with customers and, and how does that drive impact for them? Yeah, definitely. I think email remains a really strong workhorse of marketing. I know it's something we depend on at one signal, our customers depend on. And I think there's like a sliding scale. It's easy to get really into the weeds with email. If you can, especially you could just have a dedicated email marketing person and like really dedicated to it. But what we're seeing is people who are in more expanded roles, not just dedicated to email, they are being asked to be responsible for email. So they might be new to email or just have less expertise in that channel specifically. But I think they see the impact. They see the value. They know they have to add it alongside their push notifications or SMS as well. And really in terms of impact, there are many different ways it has impact. One is just expanding your reach. Another channel, a diversified engagement portfolio, so to speak, gives you the best chance of success. But also I think what really is exciting to me when talking with customers is really thinking about how you can use email as an extension of your user experience. So really creating a cohesive omni-channel experience with your brand or product. Push is obviously really crucial to that as well, but email is really exciting because it's cross-platform in a way that push is not. Push is so mobile first, mobile native, whereas email is across desktop, mobile phone, iPad, tablet, et cetera. So it really is this kind of nice like uniting force to have a consistent brand touchpoint across tools. So yeah, I think email is like really the workhorse and we're seeing more and more people who have been very laser focused on mobile native channels, understanding that they need to be doing email as well. Yeah, it's actually one of the interesting things is we engage with a lot of mobile-only businesses. And oftentimes, I'm surprised at how they just are dismissive of email. Like, why would I do that? That's an old channel. We're mobile-centric. And I think the, the one thing I would I'd leave them with is you don't have to force people to give you their email. But when they do, it's another really important signal that they're loyal, very interested in your product or service. And particularly for some of these more transactional or fast casual type of business models, whether it's a mobile game, the more you can build a deeper relationship and get them into another version of the game, or you can get them into another version of your app or whatever it may be, is super valuable. And we see that play out. Yeah, definitely. And I would also say it's a really valuable way to learn more about your users. Like email in some ways is almost like a mini landing page. And you can like better understand where people clicking, like what kinds of content are they interested in? It's just yet another way to learn more about your customers, what they're interested in, and you have more space to play with than you do on other channels. Yeah. Last year, we talked about orchestration being and kind of journeys in general being a big product advancement that we had brought out in 2022. Talk a little bit about how that's evolved in 23. Because I think some of these, whether it's the data component or the email component or even security, those are all in service of this broader customer lifecycle need. But let's double click on that. What's happened there? How's that evolved this year? Yeah, definitely. I think it was really amazing to see like how fast the product 
ramped in 2022. And three, the team has been equally working just as hard, but to really round out the experience of journeys, making it really easy to edit journeys that are live, adding new actions like time windows, enhancing our analytics, really to offer, yeah, just a more kind of holistic solution for automating your messaging. I think 2022 was really about getting you what you needed to automate and orchestrate across channels. And now it's really been about, okay, how can we level up your orchestration? How can we like take you on the next step of sophistication with your kind of automated messaging strategy? And again, I think this is really core to one signal, simplicity and speed, like being able to do what you need to do easily and quickly not having a steep learning curve or requiring multiple people to understand how to set it up. Again, I think continuing to invest in the user experience of journeys has been really important to the team this year. And I think it's paid off. We're seeing, you know, people are able to do more and less time with journeys. Um, So that's been great to see as well. Great. Web push. You talked about this in iOS. It's something that it's actually one of the most commonly asked for features or just people wanted to talk about it, at least in my five plus years and working at OneSignal. So iOS releases this. Where do you see that going? And how do we think about the adoption rate? Because it's people are adopting it, but it's a little bit more cumbersome than traditional web push. Totally. I think it was really exciting for all of us at the very least to see Apple join kind of Google Chrome and Android in enabling this functionality. What's most exciting to me is for some companies like mobile apps has been a barrier, like maybe they don't have the resources or the expertise to add a mobile app to their offering. But we know that increasingly people are engaging with the web and obviously with mobile apps on mobile, like most web traffic comes from mobile devices. And so I think really being able to allow people in the Apple kind of ecosystem to create these mobile first experiences, communications, customer relationships, but not requiring them to have a mobile app, being able to do that from their website to re-engage people who are coming to their website is really exciting. I do think there is exactly as you said, a little bit of a barrier to entry and that it's not maybe... People are still like learning how to use it. They're still discovering this functionality. This hasn't been Apple's number one priority to drive adoption of per se. I think people are still figuring out how to best incorporate asking people to subscribe to Web Push into their kind of mobile web experience. But yeah, I definitely think it's really exciting. It's so many people previously if targeted iOS users. We know that iOS users tend to have high LTV on web, you would just lose them once they left your website, unless you collected their email somehow during that process. But we also know people can be hesitant to give like their email or create an account or something like that if they're more of like a passive browser. But now giving people the opportunity to easily opt in to receiving push notifications is a really exciting new channel to get people back to your web browser. I know on my, I have an iPhone, I have like I don't know, 40 plus windows open. And I like don't remember all the websites I've gone to. And I think if one or two of them would integrate web push, it would remind me, give me that nudge to come back, complete a key action, things like that. So I think we're definitely still in the very early phases of this kind of adoption curve, but I'm excited to see how it hopefully pushes kind of web-based businesses to think mobile first in a way that they haven't necessarily been incentivized to in the past. Yep. 
And last year we gave a lot of airtime to, but effectively it launched in 2023, this uh, Apple new feature called Live Activities. We've seen it roll out with, for us personally, we've seen it roll out with some of the major sports leagues. And we're, we actually work fairly closely with Apple on some of these things because they wanted them out. We've seen some food delivery, some other unique business models where Live Activities makes a lot of sense. There is, in the developer forums, it appears in 17.2, Live Activities is going to roll out in a way that makes it a lot more ubiquitous and easier for people to start a Live Activity without a user action based on you being subscribed and being an active user of the app. And it feels like that actually may end up being a really interesting theme in 2024, meaning that this could become a more dominant form of a push notification. Instead of sending a push, you'd have a Live Activity because you're a your event-based product or your shipping or delivering. Let's talk a little bit about that. How'd you see 2023 for um, live activities and a little prognostication on 2024? Yeah, I think what's been really frankly exciting to me about live activities is how seamless it's been just from like my own kind of end user experience for the apps that I use that have been early to adopt this functionality. Just like it's a great user experience. I prefer it for if I'm following an event if I'm doing some kind of activity rather than getting push notifications every few minutes, just having that sticky live activity on my home screen is a better user experience, in my opinion. So I think that's been really exciting to see just personally. This feels like a natural evolution of push in many ways for certain use cases, not to be redundant, but for these live events or activities. But I do definitely agree. I think this evolution hopefully coming out in 17.2 of not requiring you to go and navigate in an app to find where to opt into a live activity, I think is going to be, again, a really nice, nice for the end users, but great for brands and products as well. Because what we hear from end users is maybe you are a sports fan, there are certain games you want to follow, but maybe you forget to go into the app and say, oh, I want to have a play-by-play of this game requiring that manual work just doesn't feel very modern. Like we want it to just naturally be served to us based on our own interests. And I think in enabling more um, apps to do that on their users' behalf, I think will just naturally surface live activities more and hopefully encourage more brands and apps as well to adopt this technology. Because I think what we're going to see is as the market saturates more in terms of adopting live activities, it's just going to become the standard. It's what users will want and expect. And if you don't have it, it will make your brand seem maybe a little bit less innovative, a little behind the times. So yeah, and again, it continues to be such valuable real estate to have like your brand stuck on someone's iPhone lock screen, particularly now with always on lock screens as well. So I'm excited and I'm very optimistic in 2024 that we'll see more and more people incentivized to add it to their apps. That's great. Any parting thoughts? Gosh, there are many reasons that I'm excited about 2024, both professional and personal, but I really am excited in the OneSignal realm just to see the team has really been working very hard on a lot of meaningful improvements that will get into users' hands in 2024. A lot of these things originate from our awesome community who give us feedback, who want to participate in usability testing, who 
really are invested in our success just as we're invested in theirs. So I'm excited to see a few things come to fruition. I don't want to get in trouble with the PMs by telling you exactly what it is and when it's coming, but I'll just tease it and say that there's some exciting things coming in 2024. I was going to try to force, but I would respect that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been an awesome year. I think particularly from some of the scale components, we continue to grow a lot and just seeing us be able to deliver very high performance. And so I think the platform's really evolved in that regard. And then the orchestration and journeys components really grown. I think the adoption figures for us has been pretty stellar. I, I didn't expect as much adoption or it's at the scale where we've been seeing. So that's been awesome and, and fun, I think, for the engineering and you know, back end teams. Thank you, Julia, for joining the podcast. It was a pleasure speaking with you as usual. Everybody out there, continue to listen to One Signal Podcast. And if you have a chance, I would love for you to subscribe and or write a review until we get positive notice and recognition. And if you're looking for a great customer engagement software today, you can start using OneSignal for free. Used by over a million companies out there. On that note, have an awesome holiday, great finish to the year, happy new year, and have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye.